Hello and welcome to Cloud Insiders, the podcast that brings cloud down to earth. Welcome to our episode of Cloud Insiders. Um, today we're discussing operations management with Blue Medora, and we're joined by Simon Eady from Extrovert and Elaine from Blue Medora. Thank you guys for joining us. Hello there. Good morning. Thank you. Yep. Hello. So before we crack on, um, Simon, can you introduce yourself, please? Yeah, so I work for Extrovert as a senior consultant doing STDC, specializing a lot in VROPs and other bits and pieces that VMware has to offer. Uh, that's me. Excellent. And Alain? Yes, hi. I'm Alain Gieritz. Uh, I work for Blue Medora, American startup. We uh, make plugins for management platforms, mostly VMware vRealize operations. I have a fancy title, but it boils down to the fact that I'm solution architect for Europe. And uh, that's me. Excellent. So, guys, what is operations management? Big silence, big question there. <laughs> so, operations management, when I talk to non-IT people and they ask me what you do with operations management, I always say, well, the, the blinking lights you see in the movies when things go wrong, that's operations management. It's about <laughs> literally managing your operations. It's the, the alerting, like dashboards uh, with, with little lights when things go wrong. It's capacity planning uh, to see that everything... It, it's taking care of everything running smoothly. It's the dials in your car. That's what operation management is. Excellent. Simon, do you, do you sort of echo those comments? Absolutely. I think it's a critical part of or any business or it should be i think sometimes it's neglected but yeah you need to know especially the larger your estate you, know, you need to know what's going on and operations management depending on what tools and products you use help you not only alert you but also forewarn you you know it, is something going to go wrong you know that, that's where products like vrups come into their own okay so it goes sort of above and beyond just basic monitoring does it it sort of digs into how things are working and, and it looks into the future to some extent yeah i mean that's one of the strengths to the product, it's able to to look at what's normal usage, you know, so over a period of time, it starts to figure out when your workloads are running and, and what, what the norm is for the different bits and pieces in your estate. Uh, and from a capacity point of view, as well as other bits and pieces, it, it will help determine, you know, if something is going to fill up or or get too hot or potentially start to give you early warning signs that something's going wrong. So yeah, a little bit predictive okay. as well as telling you what's actually broken right now. So are there any other reasons why an organization would look at operations management? Well, the, the, the complexity of today's operations, I mean, most people have to deal with uh, a multitude of solutions in their environments uh, involving nowadays on-prem, uh, on-site, and cloud-based solutions. And through the years, people have implemented a lot of point solutions. Every vendor will come with their own solution or people favor uh, an open source solution or a very extensive platform like, uh, let's say, an OpenView or, or a CA. But they're point solutions and you have to bring everything together and people nowadays mostly lack an overview of everything. That's also one of the strengths of the platform of VROps is that you have one solution with one database behind it, hopefully fed by our solutions, but people can create dashboards for every layer in the company. For the operators that look at the dashboard to see if anything goes wrong, right up to uh, business management who want to look at SLAs or, or the, the CIO who wants to see just one little colored uh, indicator if, if SAP is still running fine and dandy or exchange or what have you. Okay, so in a way it kind of gives that single pane of glass. I know that's not everyone's sort of favorite sort of terminology, but it, yeah, it, it kind of 
That was the word I was trying to avoid. But yeah. Yes, indeed. <laughs> okay, excellent. So, what other solutions are available? So, obviously, we've, we've mentioned obviously Blue Medora, VROPS. What else is available to the market in terms of operations management? Well, Simon put it very well in the beginning. Uh, VROPS has the dynamic trending. I think you have to look at the evolution of the market because it used to be in, like, let's say the 90s that you had these big platforms like BMC, OpenView, that really were very, very complex, very hard to set up and to manage high level the enterprise. And then, as I have said, you have point solutions from vendors like, let's say, uh, NetApp Storage or HP, what have you. Uh, and then, of course, there's a, a big part in the open source solutions like Nagios. But, but all these solutions are more in the classic alerting nowadays we want to go more into the dynamic trending asset uh, the dynamic trending we have in VROPS because you have so many metrics to follow that it's very hard to set all the thresholds yourself uh, you need some intelligent behavior so the market is going more to solutions like VROPS but uh, maybe uh, also uh, open source platforms like Prometheus um, Grafana for visualization Graphite and so on we're going more and more towards big data analysis in operations management. Okay, so when an organization is looking to adopt operations management and various solutions, what kind of things should they look out for? And does that change depending on the organization's size from small business to enterprise? I think there's a lot of things that need to be considered. I mean, when uh, I'll use VROPS as an example because it, it's a good example. When, when a customer has chosen to use VROPS, sometimes that decision has been made because it's available in their license um, pack and that that's fine in other cases it's not and they're, they're opting to either trial it or they've made a decision after looking at other alternatives but when it comes down to what you should do in approaching you, you got to think about what vrops does and what it doesn't do for instance or or any operations management tool you know a lot of them don't do ticketing. Some of them do. How is it going to integrate beyond that? How are you going to have stuff coming into it? Because uh, not every tool has all the endpoints required. Scalability, resilience. Yeah, those are a few things I can think of. You got anything else you can jump in there with, Alan? Yes, well, I'm thinking along the same lines. You, you have to, to weight uh, the benefits and the costs, of course. Uh, a very small organization has different needs than very large ones. Uh, as you said, the endpoints are important, like when you have VROPS, it's very fine to manage your, your VMware environment, but a little plug here for Blue Medora, you might want to look at other endpoints to bring data into VROPS so that you can see your complete infrastructure. Uh, that's one of the things to consider. Also, what you have to consider is, of course, if you have the skilled personnel to do it, uh, uh, people need to follow training. And uh, as I always say, you have to get into the mindset of monitoring. Because in the old days, I mean mainframe days or what, what have you, people were used to doing this. People who have a background in Unix, Linux are used to do this, although they do a lot of operations management with scripting. But nowadays, we, we also have the people which I refer to as the uh, management by reboot people who when there's a problem hey reboot the server but you have to get into the discipline of monitoring of looking at your dashboards and reports each morning at your capacity and figuring out what the next step is and move to that uh, holy grail of proactive management not waiting around until something goes wrong but being able to foresee problems before they occur just going on to that point i think that's absolutely right 
you've got that sort of reboot mentality. I don't know when it started or when it was likely to end, but I think a lot of the reason why people are now turning to operations management, aside from just having better tooling and, and being better at what you do, the level of acceptance of somebody saying, oh, we just have to reboot it, or we don't know, or we can't tell you when it's going to run out, or you know, those kinds of answers to questions from the board. The board no longer want to hear that. And it's the same also for your customers, whether that's uh, internal uh, sort of teams and divisions internal to your business or customers externally, they demand and expect more. And a lot of that is because, you know, if you look at the cloud, you get an awful lot of value for money there. So people are starting to expect that internally. So if you don't have a handle on it, then people are starting to call into question, you know, well, don't you know what you're doing? Don't don't you understand what's going on in your environment? So they're like, oh, pants we need some tools that can help us do this and that that's where you know products like vrops um, fit the bill nicely so in, in in that rush to get operations management sort of in place do you see people making mistakes and and hitting various pitfalls no never <laughs> <laughs> i think unfortunately people like uh, simon and me uh, part of our living is uh, the mistakes people make uh, <laughs> Uh, although that's uh, very bad and irreverent to say, but yeah, yes, of course, uh, you see the number of people that don't implement anything and don't know what is going on, as Simon said, uh, which is more and more unacceptable by, by their users. Mm-hmm. You see people that implement things and never use it again and then panic when there's a problem. And there's also the mentality, which I encounter a lot when people then start to do operations management, they wanted to do everything at once. They wanted to do the monitoring, the capacity planning, and set their coffee in the morning. They just don't realize that it, it, it all. It also takes a lot of effort and training to get to know your product and to work with it. And to some people, that's a bit of a difficult thing to deal with because they they think like, oh well, I've set up this uh, expensive solution. Uh, and it should manage itself. I shouldn't invest into operations management, but that's just not true. Uh, again, I'll make the analogy with the cars. If you buy a car, uh, just putting petrol in it and driving around is not enough. You, you can't say, well, I bought a very expensive car. It should be manage itself. No, <laughs> you should look at, uh, at the indicators. And when, when the oil light goes on, you, you should take some ac- action, like add a little oil or put it in uh, your dealership for, for uh, a review. Okay. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the time when I'm going in to, to help customers, depending on you know what the, the remit of work is, I'm encouraging them to, if they're new to VROPS particularly, encouraging them to say, look, I'll be there to help them get it set up and, and do some knowledge transfer and all those bits and pieces to help them feel very comfortable with the product. But it's an ongoing process. Everybody's environment isn't static. It's always changing. And while products like VROPS are superb at, at doing all the bits and pieces, you still need to be thinking about, you know, how often are you getting alerts? Is it too much, too little? You know, your capacity planning, all these other bits and pieces. It's an ongoing process. You don't have to be hovering over it every minute of the day. But if you want to get the best from it and, and not get false positives or vice versa or miss something, you need to be looking at, you know, the policies and all this. I kind of refer to it certainly on, on the bigger deployments that it's a tier one application in the same way that you've got guys looking after SAP HANA or big databases or, or any big applications, VROPS to a certain degree needs, you know, some TLC and not from the sake that it will just fall apart, but more because you're going to get more value from it if you are paying attention to it. 
and that's unusual for some people. They they just expect to get email alerting through or go through to the knock or or, or whatever it might be. They they kind of just want to put it in. Somebody just gets a bit of training and okay, what's next? It's like, whoa, whoa, hang on a minute, guys. If you want to get the value from this, somebody needs to take a little bit of ownership on this. And sometimes they're not expecting that. And people oftentimes, when they do monitoring, they do not communicate with their business on what the objectives are, uh, because they might be very diverse in a big environment. Uh, I'm talking about uh, recovery point objective, recovery time objective. Uh, I've seen examples like, I'm based in Antwerp, so obviously I've been into diamond banks, where they said like, well, the operations management, if we're out today, that's fine, but we have to have absolute guarantee that the recovery point where, where we are up and running again is with the exact data than when we went out. Or there are people who say like, well, file serving is not that important. It's just Word documents used by, by people, by assistants. But then they do the little calculation and they go like, well, when the file sharing is out for eight hours, that's people not working for eight hours. So that's so many, whatever your currency is lost and that's unacceptable. So you have to set your business objectives for operations management with the business. Okay, thank you. So, Alan, this is a sort of question for you. Um, how does Blue Medora operations management fit into this kind of area? Well, we are very good at API programming, I always say. So uh, we write plugins for VROps and we complement VROps. We, we work with VMware. We are partly owned by them and uh, we write the plugins for everything that is considered, let's say, third party in the VROps ecosphere. So compute, storage, databases, applications, networking. So we write plugins, for example, that import your data from your HP servers or your Cisco UCS servers, your Cisco networking, your NetApp storage into VROps. And this data becomes objects and metrics in VROps. And of course, the big thing is that it's like opening a window before you just had uh, a little uh, slit where you saw your VMware environment, your virtualization layer. But now you, you open the curtains and you see the whole stack from from your disk right up to your database or application and the relationships between. That's the most important thing. What we bring to the table is that if you have a problem, uh, we can very easily give you a view on just the objects that you need. So, for example, if you have a disk problem uh, and you see that a, a VMware data store has a problem, we'll show you the related volume uh, on your uh, EMC VNX or NetApp uh, or whatever, uh, and you just can focus on all the objects that are related to your error for, for your troubleshooting, thus reducing the time to, to find the errors. Excellent. So it just gives enterprises and businesses a lot more visibility into what's going on then, rather than just vSphere, it focuses on the entire infrastructure. Exactly. Excellent. So you mentioned earlier around dashboards for different business units, so whether that's CEOs, managers, that kind of stuff. Does Blue Medora change how those work for companies too? Yes, yes, of course. Uh, again, through the power of our solutions, uh, before you use the solutions, you see the VMware layer uh, and you can maybe tell management what is going on in the VMs where your Oracle database is running. But with our solutions, you, you can build a dashboard for, uh, for management where they see, oh, my Oracle is running fine, it's green, no worries. But with the same data, you can build a dashboard where, for example, the DBA can analyze the slowest query on a certain database and even visualize that query. Cool. So, Simon, have you had much of experience with Blue Medora out in the wild at all as a consultant? Uh, yeah, quite a bit. <laughs> no, I mean, without sort of overdoing it, 
Lumidor are, are, are excellent whenever I've dealt with them, particularly from a support point of view. We've dealt with them many, many times for different customers who, who have purchased their products or management packs. Uh, and what's great is a, a lot of the time the management packs are brought in because either there's a gap in VROPs, they can't monitor it, or perhaps the vendor doesn't have... Uh, the ability to hook into VROPS with any solution they have, or it's a question that the, that the vendor doesn't have very good analytics or very basic analytics. You know, there's there's lots of reasons why a customer has opted to to use a management pack. Um, sometimes it's provided by the vendor, but a lot of the time it, it's Blue Medora. Uh, but most of the time, you know, you, you've got it being pulled into VROPS. So you've got that lovely central solution. So yeah, I mean, with, with the Blue Medora solutions, they're always very solid, very, very well worked out and very well thought out. And they have experts at Blue Medora that I'm aware of, you know, so if, if you've got the Oracle management pack, they've got guys at Blue Medora who are very familiar with and, and have a lot of expertise with Oracle. So, you know, and that comes through to the dashboards and the metrics and the alerts that get installed when you deploy those management packs. So they're very, very well-rounded solutions. Okay, so those who aren't familiar with Blue Medora, can be purchased as a standalone product or is it something that has to plug into other things to get value? Well, it's not a standalone product. So we, we complement VROPS. We, we build management packs of VROPS that you install in the, in the vRealize environment. So uh, you, you can buy a solution standalone. You can buy them from uh, resellers, from VMware. Uh, but we also offer a bundling, which we call a TVS, a true visibility suite, where uh, the, the tiering is uh, exactly the same as the vRealize suite that you buy from VMware. So we have... Uh, an advanced and an enterprise tier in advanced you get all the management packs for your whole infrastructure and in uh, enterprise you get uh, the databases and the applications on top and we have also come up with a standard tier together with vmware so that people who use vrop standard nowadays who normally do not have uh, access to to any customized management packs or anything uh, do get uh, management packs for service and uh, limited storage so guys, where is the future heading then for, for operations management? Well, I think, uh, as I said before, I think the future is uh, very much into, uh, of course, hybrid cloud, uh, mixing on-premise and cloud services. And for that, uh, we have recently developed a number of management packs for uh, Microsoft Azure or uh, Amazon Web Services, uh, so that you can, again, manage everything from that single pane of glass in VROPS. I think more and more, and uh, you see that with the acquisition of Wavefront by VMware, more and more we are facing uh, big data analysis. Uh, we're working with uh, a big customer um, who built uh, an IoT cloud. The The problem becomes more and more the amount of data that comes in. The, uh, it's big data analysis because you have sensors everywhere, you have millions of metrics coming in, and you still want to have quick alerting uh, and quick analysis. And that's where tools like VROPS, because VROPS already does data analysis uh, in a sense, Wavefront, Prometheus, uh, all those kinds of tools come in. Yeah, I think it, it depends on the organizations, but I think there's a gradual move to having a one-stop shop for monitoring uh, and so on. But also, uh, and I like the way where VROPS has been placed in a kind of a nice central position where you, you can hook in everything that's in your private cloud and in your hybrid and public cloud, and you don't have to worry about having other solutions. If you just want that one-stop shop, it can do that really nicely. 
Where else is it going to go? I think it will play a big hand in helping with the automation of bits and pieces as well. Some of the developments with with VR ops, with with dynamic placement, uh, workload placements, things like that, and also triggering automation via VRO. That's going to get more adopted. I've certainly seen that. I've done I've done even webinars on it where using some of the basic automation that VROps offers, uh, and I've seen other people, consultants from from different places, putting it in for customers and using VROps as a as a trigger point to fire off stuff to to VRO or a cloud management platform, and actually getting. Um, I use the term loosely, a self-healing data center or, you know, being able to dynamically do stuff so that when you come in in the morning, rather than being woken up at night, stuff has happened. So you've not, you know, you're, you're reducing the amount of time you need to worry about stuff. It's getting on with it. Of course, all within a set of rules and parameters, but it's this whole automation thing. And that's not going away. Everybody knows that the adoption of, of automation cloud has been coming for a long time and lots of people are doing an awful lot of work and it's just going to continue. I've not seen that that changing and I've not seen that tone change from any of the customers. Okay, excellent. So you both kind of mentioned the increased amount of data that people want to see and use. And, and obviously, Simon, you just mentioned automation there. Are there any other uses of the data that people are taking advantage of? Well, that's a good question. If I take VROPS, for instance, one thing it's very, very good at is displaying that data very quickly. Um, there are some products that that do similar things um, that will remain nameless. <laughs> they have the data, but then when you go and ask it to show it to you visually, it can't do it, or it has to go, then go away and think about it. Whereas a product like VROps can just give it to you there, and then you know I want to know what the last six months CPU utilization with, and and I want to cross check that with CPU ready, CPU wait, and, and all the other bits and pieces. And bang, job done. Um, other people, certainly other larger customers, have, have been looking at ways of trying to grab data from VROps or push data into VROps for their own ways of doing things uh, using APIs. Uh, beyond that, I've not seen anything. I, I saw, for example, uh, the, uh, what Simon said uh, with customers. I've seen, for example, one uh, customer who um, was a gas and electricity provider who entered the data from their intelligent metering solutions into VROps and displayed it on uh, maps because in VROps, when you have a Google map key, you can actually add a geotag to any object and display it on a map. Uh, and the use case was that they, they had a lot of problems with connectivity, with the 3G connectivity. And this way they could prove that uh, if suddenly a lot of meters in one area went red, they could provide to the telco that information and say like, look, we, we have a great uh, amount of certainty that a mast in that area is out at the moment. So as a way out there example of what you could do. Yeah, it's quite interesting. Yeah. Guys, before we wrap up, have you got any, any sort of further comments you'd like to make around sort of operations management as a whole? Well, uh, I think we covered a lot of bases. Of course, I would like to make the point that uh, everybody should use VROps and our Blue Medora solutions, <laughs> but I think that's obvious after this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and that people, uh, as we touched upon, uh, Simon and me, Get into operations management, uh, invest in it, and get to the hygiene of operations management to, to keep your environment happy and running. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think if you're considering looking at a product like VROps, I would definitely encourage anybody to take a look. There's actually masses of material online if you if people are concerned about you know initial expenses and stuff. If you can get the product in, the benefits are huge. 
not only will you get a great overview of what's going on right now, the longer it's in, therefore, you'll start to get trending and all sorts of other useful bits of information about portions of your estate that you may not know were, were teetering on the edge of failure or other bits of the estate that were doing things that you weren't expecting it to do. I mean, there, there are so many benefits um, with, with using a tool like VROps that there's so much power, so much information that you can get from it. And it's only going to help you do your job better, which then makes happy customers, which then makes your life easier. I mean, it's just win, win, win all the way down. Perfect. That's some great comments there, guys. Thank you very much. And I think we'll, we'll wrap it up there. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode. Find out more and listen to additional episodes on Cloud Insiders FM. Follow us on Twitter at Cloud Insiders and subscribe on iTunes. See you soon.